0: Welcome everybody, this is the Movie Pals Podcast, episode 3, uh, with your host James here. And Marco. And Nabil. And today we are going to be going over a review of the brand new movie, The Dark Tower. Um, first off, just to give everybody a heads up as well, I apologize if I sound a little nasally. I'm getting over a cold, Marco's sick, Nabil's <laughs> sick, we're all kind of sick right now actually, so yeah. we're Thanks. just gonna just going to rock and roll from here, but... Bunch of sicklies today. Yeah, we just, we stayed dedicated. We just want to make sure everybody knows our opinion on the Dark Tower. So uh, we're going to go over what we've been watching. Uh, We have a couple of new things. It's pretty light on that today, followed by our uh, full review. And actually, before that, we do have a topic brought to you by Nabil. Going over reboots, remakes, and sequels. And then we will go over at the very end after we review uh, what we'll be going over next
1: hey what are you watching all right so going into that we'll be discussing what we're watching so let's start with Unabil. what are you watching well actually uh i've been watching a
2: new show that came out this weekend actually on netflix um i won't it's a new
0: show it's a new season of uh, voltron the legendary oh nice Have you guys watched oh, that oh. show before i actually just restarted re-watching season two Cause well, watching season two, I guess, because I I didn't catch up to it yet. I've yeah. seen the first episode only, but I
2: liked it. Yeah, it's a great show. It's the animation's really good. Um, it's it's definitely has aspects of the original '80s cartoon show, um, but it's not. The storyline is kind of loosely based on it. They still kind of go their own way. A lot of key characters stay, and some characters aren't there, but. The story, because it's only like 20, they, they keep it 25 minutes, like a regular animated show, they, they give you just enough in each story to be able to watch it. And because it's a Netflix show like the other shows, you get to be able to want to watch more. Like it ends and it's like, oh no, what happens? And you want to keep continuing. They on leave you restrain. on those cliffhangers. There's right, a lot of cliffhangers yeah. at yeah. the end of it. So I've been, I been finished that season. Um, There's only seven episodes, I think. This oh, really? Yeah, oh, oh, wow, it's super, pretty short. So I was able to, to knock that out. That was the, the biggest thing I think I've been watching this week. A lot of it's uh, a lot of it. I just finished second season of Fargo, so uh, I've been finishing that. That has actually uh, it started out kind of slow, but it's uh, it's this season was based out of the '70s um, against two rival gangs, uh, the Kansas City, Missouri gangs versus um, a North Dakota family, and um, starred Michael Donovan. Um, I don't know if you guys ever watched Bird Notice. No. I have not, no. 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 <laughs> he was in his <laughs> the lead character I know. Burn notice. Um, Bruce Campbell was in it. He played Ronald Reagan. Um, and there's also Kirsten Dunst is in it as well. So it was a pretty, uh,
1: pretty interesting show. Ooh. Yeah, ever since you mentioned the Fargo show, I've been seeing more of the commercials, and more and more people have been recommending it to me. And I hear visually is it's just spectacular. So oh, yeah, they, I'm they definitely to add it to my list to watch. They do a
2: good job with the setting, like where you are and the feeling of, that you're literally in the middle of nowhere, uh, and all it does is snow and it's cold. and Nobody really likes being there, but <laughs> but they make the best out of the situation and you know their environment. Um, and it's definitely a crime drama. Like you you know everything that happened, but no, but you're so like wanting to get involved in. Seeing what other people think about the situation, like if there's a murder in there, and all these people are connected somehow, and all kind of turn against each other without knowing that really it was a really simple solution on how this happened and whose fault it is. So there was a there's a lot of it's a really dark comedy, a lot of twists and turns in it, um, and it's it's uh it gets it gets uh it's a very good at being able to describe what it's
1: trying to do. Awesome. From the start, from the finish. And where is it streaming right now? On Hulu. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right, James, what have you been watching lately? Um, I just
0: recently finished the second season of F is for Family, which is the animated uh, show on Netflix by the comedian Bill Burr. If you like really raunchy, like adult humor, (laughs) comedy, uh, anime shows, kind of like South Park, Family Guy, but kind of, this one's a little bit more serious. It's about family in the 70s and
1: there's like a lot of issues and it's loosely based on like how he grew up too yeah that's uh that's another show that's been recommended to me also my brother has been trying to get me to watch that show too and i it's on my list but i've just there's so much stuff that i'm trying to catch up on oh yeah
0: no my uh my netflix queue is crazy too but i recently finished that uh that's really good i like i enjoyed it uh, I jumped on back on Iron Fist because I want to get it done too before the Defenders comes out. <laughs> Did you finished that already? No, no, I, I'm not done with it yet, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm halfway done with the season. And like Marco said previously, it's not as bad as people are saying it is.
1: Yeah, I I went in with super low expectations, and I almost didn't watch it at all, and thought maybe I could just skip <laughs> to the Defenders, but. I gave it a shot, and once you pass the fifth or sixth episode, it gets a little better. Um, obviously, the main character is probably the most interesting part. Him and his love interest, quote-unquote, are probably the best part of the show. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, so you're enjoying it now? Yeah. It's not too bad. It's, uh, it's getting better
0: and better. Like you said, after the fourth or fifth episode, it definitely picks up. Yeah, to get over that uh, hurdle,
2: to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. You finished it? I've watched the first two episodes, um, oh, just there. recently actually, just a couple, uh, just over last week, so I am too and trying to get ahead of it over yeah, the years. Yeah,
0: because the Defenders is coming out pretty soon, and I, I, I feel like I've really <laughs> lacked on finishing Iron Fist, yeah. so this is one of those shows that's been on my queue, and I'm like, I gotta get to this.
1: I think everybody goes in expecting a Kung Fu show, because no. he's a, yeah. a Kung Fu <laughs> master, but uh, if you get that out of your mind, and you... Just go in with an open mind. you'll enjoy of, it. <laughs> it's really about family and fathers and like
0: relationships between children and their fathers, in a yeah. way, if you think about it. But that's getting a little spoiler, I guess. Uh, on top of that, too, I, I'm watching Game of Thrones like everyone else on the planet. Yeah. Um, last Sunday, yesterday's episode was really good. And I'm not going to spoil that. And then uh, Rick and Morty. It's really good, too, right now. Yeah. Especially last night's episode with Pickle Rick. <laughs> It was maybe one of my favorite episodes.
1: I feel so like far. Each, each episode so far in the new season of Rick and Morty is getting better and better. He's got so much good one-liners every time. <laughs> yeah, like I was quoting some of them today
0: to myself as I was like brushing my teeth. If I if, if was I'm, like the rat when he's like the rat, he's like, "I didn't give you a nickname because you mean nothing to me." <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird shit, but like it's it's like super funny, man. It's dark. Yeah. The whole, I'm a, I'm a... the whole like story plot of the season is obviously Jerry and their mom getting a divorce. So it's like a lot of the adventures circle around Rick kind of getting back into life and yeah. like Jerry means nothing to you. Uh, what are you even though watching uh, Marco? Uh,
1: I've recently started watching uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Nice. Uh, it's actually it's pretty good. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's. Uh, superhero show on uh, the CW, and it includes I guess the, the B-list characters or the side characters yeah. from The Flash and Arrow. Uh, so you have uh, Inferno, Captain Cold, Heatwave, uh, the uh, the, Adam. the Atom. Yeah, there we go. I was, gonna, I was blanking like, on who's his name. Is Inferno? <laughs> Firestorm firestorm, firestorm. oh yeah firestorm <laughs> i'm blanking on their names because again like i never really caught their names watching the show because as you they,
0: watch it though you'll you'll figure because he came
1: out just a few episodes on yeah. the flash and i was like oh, okay i don't really know this guy He he's actually better in legends of tomorrow than he is, he is yeah. he in is, the yeah. flash i agree and he's one of my like favorite characters in the show right now but it has the black canary who's now the white canary i believe yeah yeah so it's it's pretty cool. It, 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 James was telling me about it before how it's more like a superhero comic book type show where it really gets into like these uh, long long it, arc. Yeah, it, it's definitely the most like comic booky of the shows. Yeah,
0: which sounds weird to say because they're all based on comic books. Arrow's based on the Green Arrow, Flash on Flash. Super yeah, and
1: I don't want to spoil too much because already it, it starts off with like a lot of plot and I, I don't know how much of it is going to get spoiled for those who aren't caught up on Arrow and on The Flash. True, yeah. But it really does start to tie things together with the other shows. Um, and I highly recommend it. If you're looking for something fun and very comic booky, y uh, filled with a lot of wit and one-liners. Um, they make a lot of... Uh, pop culture references to different TV shows and movies. Yeah. And I find that really enjoyable. But... Well, one
2: of the best things, too, about that show, because uh, James and I were talking about how out of the shows on the CW for last season, uh, DC Legends of Tomorrow was our favorite. Yeah, and I think one of the best things about that is that they don't serialize it. They don't have, like, oh, we've got a new villain this week that we're trying to fight, you know, and then they have this the overarching arching plot there but it's it's kind of to the side in this show you it just keeps going like, the, what you started with, they have a goal, and yeah, they travel on time, and they're, they're solving these things, but it's not like a, a new villain every week kind of thing.
1: There's, this all helps move the plot forward. Everything is important, everything that they Yeah, do. and I feel like that helps develop the characters even more, right. and even the villain, too, and it makes it more enjoyable that way, too. Uh, that's one of my complaints with some of the other shows, is they sort of, like you say, put the the main story arc on the side and then have all these filler episodes, but... This one, every single episode seems to matter so far. I mean, I'm only on the seventh episode. Yeah, I think it,
0: it helps too because they, they have shorter seasons than the other shows yeah. too. So these ones are a lot more direct. And like Nabil said, it works out so much better when it's just a main villain and then like, they have like a goal or a quest that they're trying to attain. But it's going to literally take all 10 or 15 episodes to get to. It's just That's why I feel like it's like a volume of like a comic book. Yeah, it just is like this is what's happening. This is what needs to happen, and this is how they get to that point. Unlike the Flash or the Arrow or even Supergirl, I guess. Um, <laughs> there's so much episodes. It's like Supergirl feels sad in this episode, or yeah. Barry feels right. mad about something because he's trying to save his girl again. It's like, damn, dude, we get it.
1: Yeah, let's let's move on from that. But yeah. this one, this show, very good. The time travel is also an added bonus too. I like that the fact that it takes place on in different oh, yeah, uh, time I love, periods. I love that, dude. But, uh, yeah, definitely recommend it. It's on Netflix right now. The first two seasons are, and I'm enjoying it. Uh, the other thing I've been watching is uh, Gravity Falls. It's a show that's already that already ended. It's on Disney XD, and actually my, my youngest niece is a huge fan of it and would marathon the whole thing. And I would watch some episodes with her every once in a while when she would visit. And uh, I enjoyed it, but I never really sat down and started to watch it from the beginning all the way to the end. Uh, but it's a mystery adventure animated series um, for kids and young adults. But I mean, if you like cartoons, like my grown ass likes mm-hmm. cartoons, then you'll enjoy it. I mean, There's a lot of adult humor to it yeah, as well. Yeah, I've,
2: I've actually heard of this. I've seen a couple episodes of it, and it's actually part part, part of the the creating creating team is uh, the same team that's behind like Rick and Morty and yeah um, the the. the Adventure, Adventure Time show. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, um, they're all. I guess they all went to school together. These guys, and so they all have like similar kind of taste in comedy, and they all kind of give each other nods to things. And Gravity Falls is supposed to be pretty like more of a a darker, but still kid centric
1: show that's on Disney. It's right? almost
0: yeah. like I'd say uh, Gravity Falls is almost like a PG rated version of Rick and Morty. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, loosely loosely yeah it it definitely deals with the paranormal supernatural um it follows the adventures of dipper his twin sister mabel and their uh grandpa uncle stan and as they discover these weird paranormal activities going on in gravity falls in a place called gravity falls um it's like a camp right yeah it's like a camp uh all one summer right that's all supposedly taking place one yeah (laughs) one summer (laughs) but they they do these 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 time jumps as well too in some episodes they kind of explain kind of sort of why it's it's still like a long summer right. but um uh, it, it's fun it's filled with with comedy um again if you like those quirky cartoons like Rick and Morty or Adventure Time I think you'd you'd really like this but yeah that's all i've been watching
0: awesome okay so that's what we've all been watching right now uh, we're going to move in now to some news here. What What's in the news? news? So one of the big things that came out over the weekend here is that the Karate Kid is back. So and we're not talking about Jaden Smith either from the uh, <laughs> no, the, the real <laughs> Karate Kid. The remake <laughs> of Jaden Swank. Yeah. Oh wow. yeah. She was, she was. the next Karate, karate- Kid. Yeah. Karate Kid three, right? No, no that's four. She Oh was my four. god, that was four. You're right. How did I forget? Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> um. So this new one is going to be a 10 episode show on randomly. By the way, YouTube red here. I think that's their first big thing <laughs>
2: that they've gotten. <laughs> like that's not a YouTube star making a movie.
0: Uh, it's going to be called Cobra Kai, which is awesome. I love the title. Uh. So original Karate Kid. Ralph Macchio, and original blonde bully, William Zabka, are both going to be coming back. So the premise here is that it's going to take place in 2018. It takes place 30 years later at the events of the original uh, 1984 film. And Johnny, which is the blonde kid from the Cobra Kai, remember? He yeah. Swept the leg. Swept the leg. <laughs> swept the leg pretty well there. He's going to reopen the Cobra Kai dojo. Yes, uh, Sensei. yeah. yeah. He's like, no, I can get him. Uh, it sparks a rivalry with Daniel. He's just played by Ralph Machia. And then um, the ghost of Mr. Miyagi comes out of nowhere. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so it's like Daniel, he's found success as an adult, but then he lost guidance without Mr. Miyagi there anymore. And apparently it's supposed to be like a comedy from what I'm hearing too. Just yeah. so not taking itself
1: too seriously. I don't know. They got they got the writer from Hot Tough Time Machine and the writer from the Harold and Kumar movies to help write the script. Oh, that sounds like it's gonna a be a lot of variety. God damn That's it. That's my source. God damn it. So it's um, it's, it's almost in to the tune of pop culture movies coming out, right, like right, right. Twenty One Jump Street and Baywatch, even though it wasn't that that good, but um, where they're not taking themselves seriously, they're they're just sort of they're like, spoofing themselves. Yeah, they're spoofing themselves exactly.
0: I hope it does get a little serious though, because I mean, even though those films were pretty corny nowadays, especially if you watch it like nowadays. I mean, like the Swan Kick and the goddamn <laughs> wax on wax off, and the catching the fly and the one liners.
1: Like I really like those. I really enjoy the first two movies in that series. At least yeah, I was just telling the bill that not too long ago that you know every, every, like, like. It'd be great if someone actually took a serious take on one of these and see how they translate in today's time and actually made it connect well with well, the original. I would say the 2010 mm. reboot right, was actually, actually pretty was good. And that had pretty good reviews. People liked that movie. But that was a reboot, it wasn't necessarily a sequel. Right. It so wasn't that's a that's, sequel that's, Yeah. True.
0: I guess that's true. But I'm just saying that is kind of a serious take on it in a way because that movie was a reimagining of it. Yeah. But in, in a modern time, in China, I guess, but I don't know. But because of uh issues with production and getting like a script down, I don't think that's why they never came with a sequel. That's why, which is strange because that movie made uh 359 million dollars, yeah, like it, it did really it. well. But regardless, I hope this does well. I hope this is like the first big hit for like YouTube Red because I feel outside of just not having ads, YouTube Red is kind of pointless. Yeah, I haven't yeah. found any use for it to be honest, outside <laughs> of the ad servicing, uh, yeah, there's nothing else. Regardless, stuff, hopefully Cobra Kai is good. It's going to come out next year for a lot of people that are. This probably will go with Nabil's topic for reboots and remakes, <laughs> of course. But hey, maybe it's going to reach out some nostalgia and get a couple people checking it out. And
1: maybe. Hey, maybe I'll give YouTube Red a chance. Uh, yeah, because my out. only
0: my real concern with it is outside of Karate Kid, like Ralph Macchio hasn't done a lot. No. No. Not really. Uh, one other last little thing here as well. We're all pretty big, big uh, Deadpool fans. Today they released the first look of Josh Brolin as the Marvel comic superhero Cable. And I know you guys are, this is just an audio only, but if you look up uh, at Vancity Reynolds, which is Ryan Reynolds' official Twitter account, he's posted two photos of Josh Brolin. Just from what we've seen on it, guys, what what did you guys think about it? I think the the look, he pretty much nails
1: it. I agree. He looks... Freaking badass. Yes, Cable. He, he looks authentic. Just like they grabbed him pretty much off the comic book pages. I
0: wish he was a little
1: bigger. Is that weird to say? No, I mean, Cable
0: is a little bigger,
2: technically, but yeah. I think that... And
0: John Cena-wise. Yeah. I mean, like, like I you'd, you'd
2: be getting pretty big. I mean, you'd be going like Dave Bautista even that big, you know? Yeah.
1: Only thing I can think is because he's also playing Thanos, and Thanos is pretty, like, yoked up. They. Probably didn't want to do the same thing twice with him. Yeah, but him being for the same Thanos, he
0: was just doing motion capturing. This is like... Yeah. He bulked up for this no, regardless. Like, don't get me wrong. He's gotten pretty buffed this film. Yeah. So. But you know, no shoulder pads either, huh? No shoulder pads. That's
1: yeah. a classic look. But hey, yeah, they don't true. have to nail it. This is a pretty
0: good I f- I think overall this is a pretty good look from though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, as far as the way he looks as a character, he looks like him. His, his costume is obviously changed up a little bit. Yeah, it's but... cool They got the eye, they yeah. got the
0: cybernetic eye, they, they got the the arm. the the arm, the arm is cool. Yeah. I've I've really been impressed with the kind of Ryan Reynolds refining himself yeah. like in the last 2 years with like the Deadpool role. So,
2: on Josh Brolin, I mean, we've seen him do kind of like some some dry humor. On some films, you know, he's not always been serious. So True. I think that it'll be a good playoff because he's that's what Cable is—he's a serious guy yeah. who plays off of guys who are Deadpool, who's like a goofball basically. Yeah. So it'll be a, a It'll be, of be
0: that brooding
1: character throughout right. the movie. Yeah, I think they'll have a I great. Keep thinking of like Hell Caesar right now. Yeah, that's a good example. Is that—that's what I'm thinking <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> exactly about because yeah. he's
0: kind of like the serious guy in that one. But there's jokes Surrounded coming by, out from the whole time. Yeah. Surrounded by idiots the yeah. whole movie. So this is kind of yeah. Moving on is our topic of the week. It's the topic
1: of the week!
2: Yeah, so uh, this week's topic is reboots, remakes, and sequels. Um, And what kind of came to mind about this is really the uh, new It movie that's coming out in September. Um, So that film um, is based off of the uh stephen king novel it but um it was actually originally after uh, that book was adapted as a tv a mini tv movie and now they're making an actual full-length feature but no that that looks very good based off the trailers but there have been a lot of movies that have not been very good (laughs) that have been made um some examples like of a remake is uh, a great example is ben-hur that Nobody asked for <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> no.
0: um, you did
2: terrible too. It's a sequel of a sequel. I mean, it's a it's a remake of a remake because um, the original Ben Hur was in 1926, I think, a silent movie or something like that. And then, of course, the famous 1959 Ben Hur movie uh, that was made. That for whatever reason they thought needed to be remade again and modernized. Um, there was also uh, good sequels like uh, Jurassic Park, the uh the uh, Jurassic World, I should say. It's with with chris pratt and that was a great sequel and those are like the big time jumps that you have you know that was like almost 20 years 15 years between the original one to jurassic world and then you have another good one like finding dory from like finding nemo great sequel and then last year 2016 had a lot of reboots ghostbusters yeah the all women ghostbusters which i didn't think was terrible but wasn't like the best kind of uh in comparison to the at least the original ghostbusters
1: yeah i would say it was well for me personally i thought that the ghostbusters one was was pretty good yeah. it was a pretty good remake slash sequel because that was more like a hybrid it's it's like a sequel slash reboot right type it was kind of like alternate because they had they did a lot of the cameos in there yeah too. yeah this this the issue is no one saw it right
2: so. And which is which is exactly the problem. The Terminator Genesis, another one. Yeah. Bro- RoboCop was two years ago. That was another one. So, so that's so a lot of it is Point is Break. Point Break, <laughs> another example nobody asked for. So, um, what I've been noticing a lot is that a lot of these films have been coming out, and it doesn't seem like anybody's really been asking for them. And I don't know if it's that Hollywood hasn't gotten as many original ideas as they used to, or maybe they just really feel. That people somewhere are asking for the big, you know, big classics, I guess, back in the day need to have a, a remake or maybe the feeding off of the current nostalgia trend. Right. 80s is a big thing. 90s now is a, mm-hmm. is starting to become yeah. a big thing. And so really, we it, it just doesn't seem like everything that's being made is um, really catering to the fans, but more like a niche group. And they think with the technology and word of mouth and social media that They'll get enough hype to get tickets sold and
1: people in there. I think you you brought up a good point with the whole nostalgia factor to it. Nostalgia is, is definitely in right now. Uh, even with shows like Stranger Things bringing that up, it taking place in the 80s and yeah, bringing back episode. that whole nostalgic feeling to it. I think it, a lot of Hollywood studios see, you know, easy money right there Uh, like you said there's a niche group and they go after they they go after whatever they can in order to make money um as far as the quality for some (laughs) of these don't get me wrong some of these uh turn out to be pretty good and it, it depends on who who they get to do these reboots and who they get to write them as well as the type of movie that it is like, I, I know this movie hasn't come out yet, but we recently brought up the Blade Runner All right. uh, sequel. That actually looks promising. We've got a good director and a good writer behind it as far as a great cast. And not, not to, you know, hype up expectations or anything, but it, it looks very promising. And then you have movies like Point Break for just right off the bat from the trailer alone. And I know trailers don't always speak for the movie, Um, but but it, it looked shitty and (laughs) of lo and behold, it turned out to be really crappy movie. And you had a lot of no
2: names in the film too. So it wasn't like outside of the fact that it was a point break film, you know, that there was nothing to grab people to want to go and say, I need to see this film. Yeah. Um, so that all even kind of cemented the idea that why was it being made to begin with? Like who was asking for
0: that? I think it comes down to really with studios they go with things that they know a lot of these reboots and remakes or even like the sequels that we brought up about too or it's just that they've made money in the past so maybe they think they're gonna make it again because every time an original film comes out they do terrible a lot of times. Mm-hmm. there's movies that come every time I we do a Oscar poll, I always hear people talking about. I haven't seen half those films. It's like, because you didn't go out and try to find these films. A lot of them aren't always indie films. But those films also aren't always
2: as available either, just in certain areas. What I was
0: getting with is that, yeah, they're not always available, but I mean, some are available. Like, you could rent those or you could word of mouth, but just nobody goes out and sees them. So studios, I think, fall back. And they're like, let's go make another fucking Ocean's Eleven or something, you know? And they're doing like an all-female cast now. That's true. Because Ghostbusters really worked out, so whatever, right?
1: <laughs> but wouldn't so, that fall behind? Wouldn't that fall on the marketing team itself and how the movie marketed as well, too? I th- because if you're gonna if you're yeah, gonna release probably. an original work, piece of work, and you're only gonna release it to select theaters, you're only gonna do minimal amount of marketing. Well, of course, it's it's not gonna do as strong as something that's being you know marketed on. Like YouTube videos on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, Sometimes I'd say because like it comes at night. Great film, right? We all agree it's great
0: film. Mm -hmm. And that's a movie that just got marketed wrong, I think. And that was that got marketed a lot. That came out as a wide release. Yes. And it did very poorly. Yeah. So. And on the twist of that,
2: you just we were just talking about Baywatch earlier. Baywatch was marketed the heck out of. Like you could see it everywhere, and um, it's it's based off of a popular TV series. Um, And it's got The Rock and it's got Zac Efron like it's got some big stars on there and that film flopped yeah
0: I think with that it's because Critical response to it was really bad, and I think that's what threw people away That's what threw me away for Baywatch in regards to that But wouldn't you say though that sometimes maybe we just overlook the fact that maybe some reboots
1: are actually really good I? I, I agree. Uh, some of them are pretty good, but in in my personal opinion, though, I, I feel like the majority of them are pretty bad. Though, that's that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like uh, some of them feel like they took more time and took more to heart than others. They were just sort of getting them out of the assembly line, so to speak. It's like, here, let's push it out. Let's push it out. Let's make money on this thing. Yeah. Um and you can kind of tell like which ones which ones did and which ones didn't maybe that wasn't the intention, yeah, but I don't think anybody ever goes out outside of making the Super
0: Mario Brothers movie <laughs> to make a terrible adaptation of a film, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry I'm so witty today, guys. You can tell I'm feeling really good. But, like, <laughs> like, nobody ever, I don't think any director like that, or, like, I know, for instance, the people that made, like, the Do- Island of Dr. Monroe, the remake, back in the yeah. 90s, hated the movie. Mm-hmm. Everybody hated that movie. Yeah. All the, uh, there's actors on there that didn't show up to the premiere because they were like, it's fucking terrible. But, like, for instance, I, when you brought up this topic that you are going to bring it up, in the Bill, I actually did some research on stuff. And I actually found that I found more things that were rebooted or remade. There's, there's some surprising things that I think we've just forgotten about because they come out or maybe they didn't do as well. But for instance, like, for example, terrible reboots, like for me, I, I wrote down a couple here. Just bear with me here. It's just going to make it flow nice. So, like you said, Ben-Hur, terrible. Footloose yep. was terrible. Who, who, who asked for a Psycho reboot either, by the way, right? Oh, right. Back oh, in uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Wicker Man was terrible. Yep. With uh, well, actually, tell you the truth, the original one's not too good either. Godzilla, the 98 one, terrible. Was terrible. terrible. Clash of the Titans, terrible. God. Planet of the Apes, 2001, with Tim Timber, Burton, Timber, no, terrible. terrible. horrible. Fantastic <laughs> Four, by the way, they're both terrible, but yeah. 2015 <laughs> was the 2015 was even the worse. Terrible. <laughs> Coney and the Barbarian, 2011, Jeez. terrible. I mean, the original yep. one wasn't like, the best. Like either. Like, who right? forgot that even came out? I forgot that came out until yeah, I, looked I did it forget up. about that. Same, but here's some reboots that I actually think are really good, like Ocean's Eleven. Is actually. actually I, think, riba, it's, I uh, think it's. actually better than the original. I oh, I'd I'd agree with that. All the Rat Pack fans are gonna kill well, me. The Ring, that. I think, is better than the Japanese one. Yep, I
1: said it. Uh-huh. I, said I haven't seen. I haven't seen the Japanese one, so I, I can't speak to it. But <laughs> I will say the first Ring was not that bad. First <laughs> Ring is great. A good movie. True Grit. I actually, that was a great. We've seen
0: both of them. Yeah, yeah. They're equally as good, I'd say. John Wayne is a legend, but don't yeah. get me wrong. The sequel, I mean, the reboot, not bad. Yeah. The Evil Dead reboot wasn't bad either. That was either. a great
2: film. That one is a good example of something nobody, that did, nobody saw watched it though. That nobody that saw great it. Spider-Man:
0: Homecoming. That's a reboot. Mm-hmm. Technically, well, the Spider-Man gets good. rebooted every three the years. The Amazing so.
2: Spider-Man was actually pretty good. Yeah, for when it came out. From when it came we, out, we all got no, the first of, the first one, the second one stuff. We, we one got it sure.
0: caught in uh, Andrew Garfield's eyes. Yeah, uh, Dread 3D was really good. That was great. Yeah, it that was. was way better than the own one. Uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, really good. Yep. And that's one going back to when you guys said, "Who's asking for these?" I don't think anybody after the 2001 movie was asking for another Planet of the Apes movie, but when this one came out, I think that's why maybe Dawn of the Planet of Apes did so much better even was because Rise was such a movie it was a movie that nobody thought was going to be good it's like I was got James Franco like how good can this get and then just kind of swept us uh, Star Trek reboot was really good yeah that's true at least the first one I don't know everybody gets sketchy afterwards yeah. but I the, thought the, that, the third I one, was one was good liked, yeah, yeah the third one beyond was really good too the Batman Begins trilogy from Christopher Nolan yep that whole series is arguably the best Batman series that's ever come out uh, Dawn of the Dead really good. George A. Romero, don't get me wrong, is really good, but I think the reboot's just as good or even better. And then there's just things like, so I think when studios see that those kind of movies do well, and if they do well, that's why we get a thousand sequels to movies. It's easier to kind of go off of something that's already either successful and you keep moving with it. The idea of a reboot or a remake
2: or sequel isn't really a bad idea. It's more, I guess it'd be more the creative
1: team behind it. Yeah. Not even I think it, it also depends on the circumstance. Sometimes sometimes you just have the right pieces at the right time. You have the right exactly. writers, the right directors. Exactly. Uh, it, it, you're releasing it at the right time, and it gets well-recepted. And uh, other times, it, you're just not able to meet the magic happy. Yeah, because, Marco, wouldn't you say, too,
0: going off of that, that sometimes even any franchise itself gets eventually, like, fatigue? Yeah. Like, Pirates of the Caribbean 4 was pretty terrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, my God. The Stranger it, Tides. Which I would say, arguably, the fifth one's not as bad, but Transformers is another movie. All the soft films, all the soft films blend together for me. That's why they. D- I think that's why they started doing so poorly. Which they're bringing back. Uh. So they still have another one coming out, yeah. But it's been like ten years since last, or six or seven years since the last one, right? Like Matrix Reloaded, uh, Spider-Man Three, Hangover Two, and well, all sequels. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yes, okay. it was okay. But I mean, those are all sequels where I think the studio just kept running on the success of the previous ones.
1: And but, then it was just like, dude, stop. Uh, but 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 do you feel that that there are more of those reboots and sequels than there are original ideas?
0: Yeah. Do you think there's more good than there is bad? Then I think, truthfully, because I, I, so I see so many, see so many movies <laughs> that it's about evened out, really. If you want to find original films, you can find original film every week on a new release. There's an original film every single week. I think it's just that people don't care people don't read into it they're more excited for the reboot or, or they're talking about how crappy a movie could be. Yeah. Like, Atomic Blonde came out and it didn't do that well but that's an original movie. Yeah. Um, right. And think about it that came out two weeks ago and I bet some people couldn't wouldn't be able to recall that right now.
1: Yeah. As much as it was marketed too. Yeah. I think it was same being marketed with, everywhere. Yeah. yeah,
0: same with Valerian. Just Well, I heard mixed things on Valerian regardless but that's technically based on a French comic from the 80s and 90s, so mm-hmm. it's technically still an original film, but I did Piss for too. Everybody went and saw something else. I don't know what came out that week. <laughs> it was Dunkirk. Dunkirk's Dunkirk. Great, Dunkirk. Dunkirk's yeah, original? Yeah, Dunkirk. Right? It's based on an actual event, but I think it just depends. So that's, I don't know. I like your topic, Bill. Yeah. It's a good topic. It's just, there's a ton of reboots and remakes, but I, I don't think they're as bad as some people think. They come and go. It's one of those things where you're sitting in a theater and you see a trailer and you're like, What the hell? Like for Flatliners. We're already talking shit about Flatliners. Yeah, yeah. But there's other ones like it, it looks great. So I, I guess my thing
2: is is as much money as or at least it appears that studios put into these reboots or remakes, that maybe if they did put in a lot more of that money into an original idea that some of those would actually come out well. Not all of them, because they're Hell Caesar is a great example. That wasn't the best reviewed film it was entertaining i liked it for the most part but i could see a lot of aspects of why it
0: wasn't good um, it still did decent though it did decent, it, uh, yeah once again that's also star, star power, power behind it and also the coen brothers so so okay. that so some of
2: those kind of films where yeah. you get you get some good directors um obviously you get the visionaries of people like the coen brothers to make a film it's going to be good or bad it's most likely going to be a great film do you but, think um,
0: that's why when we do get a original a really good original film that it just kind of blows everyone away. It's just like, this is like a new concept to everyone. Yeah. Like, man, yeah. I, I loved La La Land last year and I absolutely love that director, especially since he directed Whiplash. Yeah. Which yeah is well, the, that was a great yeah. film So too. those are all just original films and I think, yeah. it just like you guys have said, like Marco said, it, it all depends on the creator and content guys and like I said, I don't think Tim Burton made, tried to make a shitty uh, Planet of the Apes film. It just, you know, yeah, studio dips, dips their hands in a lot of, yeah. yeah, studio dips their hands in a lot of things Yeah. And I think, that changes people's um, perspective and like how what their
1: original path was toward a movie. I think an, another thing on going on on who asks for these movies or why they're coming out. Um, and and this is just my two cents. Marvel changed the game. All uh, franchises are in, and they are. Currently, the masters of franchises with oh. with their cinematic universe. Uh, when
2: when did Iron Man
1: come out? is that 2008? 2008? Yeah, 2008 Yeah. So that's that's yeah. a
2: long time. That's true. That's almost ten years and, and nine years now. And if you're if
1: you're Internet. trying to, I mean, look look what uh they're what they were trying to do with the, the monster movies with the Mummy. Yeah. They were trying to create their own franchise. It's create, still going on. It's still yeah. I'm gonna try. Okay,
0: they're they're still going to do it. No, they've they've signed people for like three or four movies. They're not going to not do it. But but
1: I think also some of these studios are are scratching around and say, what can we franchise? And if we have to reboot it, remake it, or make a sequel 20, 30 years later, we're going to do it because people people are into Marvel or into franchises. They're making money. Even if they have like two or three flops, which, you know, I'm not saying all, you know, Marvel movie has any flops. But, I mean, come on, not many people like The Incredible Hulk or the first Thor movie. Do you think eventually, though, just like anything
0: else, we're eventually going to get burned out on superhero films? I think so.
1: Maybe. It it could happen, and then maybe franchise films aren't going to, you know, be in. It's going to be something else. Yeah. But right now, with the way uh, entertainment is is being delivered through various different... uh, forms of social media, it's it's there for, for people to see, so it, it's it's easier to, to spread that hype now. I think that studios are starting to take television
2: more seriously, and yeah. some of those ideas that have been thought about putting in a big-budget motion picture is maybe being downside to saying, you know what, we could tell the story for a little less money and probably get the same, same thing and get more people to watch it on TV. The Netflix treatment, essentially, a lot of these uh, mm-hmm. things coming out, so I think that is a good way um, to kind of do these reboots, remakes. But giving everything the the big picture treatment isn't always... Well, obviously, from your examples, there's there's yeah. a good 50-50, but maybe not always <laughs> the best option to, to go for. Maybe, you know,
0: test the waters is, is a better way to do it with, with television. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But overall, it really is up to the consumer's... If people really want to see more original films, they should probably be the ones posting more about maybe those. And yeah, they should be, yeah. especially during like Oscar
2: season where a lot of those indie films start coming out, um, you know, September, October, November, during the fall, that put some money into those movies um, if you want to get that, or keep putting money the Transformers because
1: they'll still make those. Um, <laughs> go, go outside your comfort zone and, and see a movie that you don't normally go see take a chance I, yeah i drag these two guys all the time this is fucking or true last, like, <laughs> so, yeah. couple
0: years just like see i usually try to see like 80 percent of the films except foreign films and documentaries stuff like that but it's always good to kind of like broaden your horizon like see what you like it's not being snobby or, like a film snob just because you've seen all the best pictures it's just, usually you get a pretty good like mix of everything it's just not always the reboot a remake or a sequel it's original films or stuff based on things something that you would never even want to see that's that's why I like going to those things
2: yeah, a simple plot can can mean a lot to somebody you know if you just watch something like that and a big action popcorn movie could also mean a lot to you too just yeah, yeah I want to forget about life and I want to see things blown up so you gotta you know go I, back and forth yeah no
0: I I agree it's just, it's just like how horror films I just like I like watching horror films because I like getting scared. Like, it's it's fun to be scared. I was going to say because you like torturing yourself, but okay. <laughs> do you do torture yourself. <laughs> well, no. Well, I some reboot's I imagine James <laughs> on James. his bed with a blanket over his head every time something's about to happen. You ever like watch... Here we go digressing again. I don't care today. You ever just like seen a film and then you're like, that's not scary and then you're like throwing the trash out and then you're thinking about it like, what if that fucker's right here? <laughs> and then it jumps you right back into it and it's like, damn, I really got to stop doing this. Anyways, That is our topic of the week. Thank you, Nabil, for bringing that one up. That was really solid. Yeah, good stuff. Um, Moving in now, we're going to go over our review of The Dark Tower. All right, so a little IMDb synopsis here. For the Dark Tower is the last gunslinger, Roland Destin, has been locked in an internal battle with Walter O'Dim, also known as the Man in Black. Determined to prevent him from toppling the Dark Tower, which holds the universe together, with the fate of the world at stake, good and evil will collide in the ultimate battle as only Roland can defend the tower from the Man in Black. Uh, this is directed by Nikolai Arcel, probably butchering that name, and it stars (laughs) Idris Elba as the gunslinger Roland. And Matthew McConaughey as the man in black. So, okay, we're just gonna do a quick little turnaround in this circle here. Did you guys what did you, did you guys like or dislike this movie? Starting with the bill, I liked this movie. Just a quick little why why did you like it? Without going too much into it right now, I liked it. If if I had a
2: child, like a ten year old, eleven year old, um, this is the kind of movie I'd want to take them to. It's especially if they've read the books. It's not. If your child wrote, wrote these, it'd be a whole buts, different thing. But they're probably got a beard and
0: <laughs> drink sometimes. But okay.
2: Yeah, it's it's a kind of film to me that it's uh, not not too funny, not too campy, but also not too serious. Okay, Marco, uh,
1: I enjoyed the movie. You don't have to lie, Marco. Uh, I thought it was okay. Wait, uh, would I see it again? Probably if it was streaming on like Netflix or Amazon Prime, I'd, maybe I'd check it what, out after a think. couple drinks. But uh, <laughs> what did you not like about it? Like just a brief little. Uh, I, I just felt like the climax wasn't that good, and it, there was never really uh, there was there wasn't anything that really captivated me or really like brought me to the edge of my seat. And, yeah. and this is the type of movie that I would expect that. There, there was only, I think there was only one scene in the movie where I actually, like, felt something. Without, that like, makes sense. No. Without, without giving up too, no, too no, much I know. Right we'll now. go over that in spoilers.
0: Yeah. For me, I I didn't like it or dislike it, I guess. This is a weird one, because I'm a big fan of the books. I've read all all the uh, Dark Tower series, the entire series. And so it, it holds a really special place in my heart, because it's, it's probably one of my top three, like, book series, like, my favorites like there's a yeah. lot to these books like this is written by Stephen King it connects almost like every single story he's ever done mm-hmm. is all connected in this weird like Stephen King universe kind of talk about franchises right like, the uh, original franchise is, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah this is sort of like the 70s how he did this and I don't know if it was intentional or not but um, you read the comics
1: too right that I've
0: read to... yeah the comics there the comics are part of one of the books basically that's all I'll say too there's so much to say about this film because technically there's, as a as a fan of the books itself, this movie doesn't do the books justice at all, I'd say. It does, like Marco says, there's certain aspects of it, probably that I had a feeling that I was like, oh, that's rolling now, like certain scenes, mm-hmm. but there's also a ton that they just don't. I, I understand because the book is so dense that it's hard, especially in a movie that's only an hour and 35 minutes, it's really hard to put all that in. But it, it's definitely a setup for something bigger, something that I hope that we do journey along with. But it's, it's not, I can't really recommend it to most people, and I'll get more into that later. So I didn't really, I don't know, I'm 50-50 on it. I also did knock out for 10 minutes. Anyway. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, I know they're going to bring it up. There's, there's a. Once again, everybody. Good 10
1: to 15 minutes that James missed in the movie. I, I, I did not see this movie at 100%
0: health. <laughs> I was at like 60% that day. I literally was like shaking. That's about the percentage of the movie he's seen. When I saw Bill. Yeah. No, I saw one than that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just before we go into spoilers, I want to ask something too here. What did you guys think about the leads here? Not just even Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey. What did you guys think of, like, Tom Taylor, who
1: plays Jake Chambers in it, too? I thought that he owned the role. I thought he was good. Yeah. I, I definitely liked the scenes where, or, where it was both him and Idris Alba, which is, of course, I'm enjoying the movie, but um, I thought that he carried himself pretty well as a character. Um, that He was one of the enjoyable parts of it. Him, Idris Alba, and, of course, Matthew McConaughey.
2: There, there was a scene where he was trying to portray a sense of wonderment. And it just really seemed out of, like, out of the tone of the movie, like, especially where he was in early on when, they, when he first meets Idris Elba's character, uh, the Gunslinger. But um, other, other than that, I think him, he did great. He, he fit the role that he was there to play. Yeah,
1: he, he wasn't perfect. I mean, there's room for improvement, but I think... Yeah. Yeah, I think he was good. I mean I I never seen this kid in anything else. I
2: will tell you, his friend has the deepest voice for a twelve year old ever.
1: you're talking about the young Italian boy yeah, in was, was like, Oh like, my gosh, where did this
2: come from?
0: Dude, I wanna say that kid was like really random. Yeah. Just kinda of there. He's like, hey, we'll get pizzas, later. <laughs> I was like, What? What did he just say? <laughs> nah, um He had no point to the movie, no. but that's just, I think McConaughey could have done better, in my opinion. I I think he was not I think he was—he was—he was, I he think was, he not was dark, miscast yeah. on this movie. Truthfully, I think out of the three main leads, if we're going off of that, I just it, i think carries this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the kid that plays Jake, it does pretty well too. I actually—he does pretty well. Like I kind of reading the books, I was like, that—that that seems like him. But yeah, I pictured the man in black a little bit different. I'll say that he's also. Connected so much into Stephen King lore that, yeah, that could have been. I don't know. I was expecting someone a little more menacing. Man, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey is too good looking <laughs> for this damn movie, dude. And then they painted his hair black and did this whole thing try to make him you really look. You could tell yeah. at times where he came back for reshoots. Did yeah. you tell that? Yeah, I especially that. near yeah. the <laughs> end. I was like, this was done later. I can yeah. tell. Holy crap! Like he's wearing a wig or something at this point. You could tell. Yeah. He just, he wasn't, it did not he didn't come off as menacing. He
2: wasn't, I wasn't scared of him. I wasn't you know? either. He showed up no, and I, mean I was like... He did scary things, but
0: I wasn't scared of him. There's a no. scene where he's cooking food and I was like, serve me a plate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like something of what you're making. Yeah. He was more
1: smooth than menacing. Really? Anything.
0: Yeah. He was, I think, yeah, that's true. There was parts of it that where I think he's supposed to be menacing. Like, this is not spoiling at all. Like, he can tell people to stop breathing, literally, and they mm-hmm. stop breathing. And... That should have been creepier than it was. No. Yeah, yeah
1: I, that that's one of the the issues that I had with the movie is is just like scenes that were really supposed to like make you cringe or uh, make you sort of like they go oh shit like you, yeah. you, you didn't you didn't get that sense they it didn't do just, enough with it. Yeah. Right. And there's so much
0: room that I really yeah I really I do hope they make more of these though. As the big fanboy, that's the fanboy in me just like screaming. It's a very, from what I saw
2: um, in this movie, what little they tell you about the world. Um, they barely. Yeah. Which is,
0: which is very <laughs> gloss close over it. to the first book, where all that is is a setup to an even bigger story. So this could go so many different ways. And like they've said previously, this actually isn't based on the, the actual series, the books in order. This is a sequel to the books. To the last book, which yep. is kind of how it ends it all. Which, you know, once again, is super mysterious to tell people to try to get them to see a movie. It's like, hey, this is a sequel. Just trust us and just enjoy the ride. But it's it's hard to do something like that, especially if you don't understand that this connects all, like, especially, like, The Shining big time. I don't think they did a yeah. good enough job. Marketing-wise, they tried but, man, they should have made bigger connections to previous Stephen King novels or uh, movies. And I, think, I agree. I think that know? that was also a
1: missed opportunity in the film. Like, Yeah. They, uh, I mean, unless you're really paying attention to it, you're not really going to get all the connections or see all of them. But uh, I was hoping that they would do better at, at showing, hey, this is a broader world. This is like a multiverse in in its own way. And I didn't get that either. Yeah, it's, just, it's like, man, if I wasn't here, would you guys have picked up any? Or just you, Marco, because I
0: sat next to you. Like, yeah, would you have noticed any of that stuff? Would you have noticed that like there's a the house from The Shining and the hotels and yeah, the, well, I doctor I've, the dogs Cujo. Yeah, I've have no, seen, seen a, a, a of lot of Stephen King, King
1: movies. No. It feels like I should have sat next to, like, to you. <laughs> I, I've read a few Stephen King books, and I've also seen probably ninety percent of all the movies that have come out based on his move based on his books. Yeah. So I would catch a lot of them. Like, when you like when you were telling me, I was like, yeah, I, I saw that too because I've seen the movie. These aren't or, even spoilers. Like, these these yeah, these aren't, aren't spoilers. really spoilers. These aren't spoilers. Like, there's there's like, little things. And I'm like, I don't know why they would even
0: add these if no one's going to know. Like, there's a scene where Roland when he's going through the gun shop and he touches a poster. This is the same poster from uh, the Shawshank Redemption that he hid the hole behind. Oh, like, yeah. did anybody know that? I didn't know this No one's going to know that. Nope. No one's gonna know that, and I mean, like, that's such a missed opportunity. Uh, the Shining is probably the one thing people would pick up on. I picked up on the the kids yeah. have the shine, which is yeah, technically a psychic power. Yeah, which is from the the kid from The Shining has the same ability. Right, that's why he can hear people's thoughts or talk the, to uh, the, the house the, demon too. Yeah, that he
1: fights. Yep, is the same thing. Pennywise, the is little thing over there. They got the Pennywise yeah, reference. That's actually yeah. even in the trailer too. Yeah, yeah, a lot of these are in the trailer.
0: Mm-hmm. There's just little things, and it's. Uh, you know, it's just like the, the code
1: to go back to New York is 1408, which is oh, well. room 1408, yeah. which is. Well, That's great. I, I think I've it's an underrated. I felt film they, they could have done more with the Men in Black and showing his connection to, to the multiverse as well, too. There's because... so
0: much to him that yeah. I don't think There's they no would expo- be able to would... on that at
2: all. Yeah. Because everybody's scared of him, but why right. are they scared?
0: I mean, yeah, you, you can control your mind, but really, what are you scared of? of him? He works yeah. for yeah. the Crimson King. Which I don't think they get across that well for anybody that's never no, really looked. No, I didn't even get and that in, at all. Like the Crimson King is the is like the Emperor Palpatine, and the Man in Black is like Darth Vader. That's the way to look at it. Yeah, like he's the guy that does his bidding. He's very powerful, but he has such a huge pass with Roland that that's why I was like, man, they're not gonna go over any of that. They don't do anything like that in this movie. Yeah,
1: I I couldn't understand, like, okay, what's... Wh- I mean, aside from the little bits you get in the movie, there really was no backstory between yeah, the rivalry he refers him as, like,
2: my old friend, and it's like, well, what you, it looks like you caused him nothing but pain in this one moment of his life, so yeah. I don't understand what's going on, you know?
0: Yeah, um... I want to go more into this, obviously, but we'd have to spoil some stuff. um So, just before we get into spoilers, did you guys... Do you guys want to see any future films, or... Their plan is to do a TV series, which they are still moving forward with, by the way, uh, that kind of fills in the gaps of the past. Yeah, I've, I've,
2: the, the movie itself set up a, a good enough of a story that's got me intrigued that I want, I actually want to see more, and I wish they told us more in the movie, and that's big, the biggest downfall, is that there just wasn't more being given to us. Um, but, yeah, if they're going to do a TV series or another sequel, I'd like to see that and see more about the lore of
1: you know the Dark Tower series. I wouldn't mind checking out the TV series when it comes out and again see what more they f- they fill you in on the backstory um I think they could uh if they if they work a little bit on the writing aspect for for the next movie uh I think i would I would go see it but and also if they lengthen it a little bit more so they can add more to the movie yeah it was pretty pretty short for the for the type of movie that it was. Um, which is surprising. Yeah, this movie was definitely where more would have been helpful. Yeah. I mean, it would have been more beneficial
2: compared to some other ones. Like, give it another half an hour. Let's get some of the stuff that you're missing just added in there. And there might have been that option eventually, but um, while they were making the film. But it definitely, it just wasn't enough for a lot of people to really feel vested into it.
1: Yeah, even some of the other movies based off Stephen King books have been, like, a lot longer. They've been, mm-hmm. like, the two-hour mark. Shit, I think Needful Things was longer than this movie. Yeah. Um
0: I would I'd love to see more movies in this franchise. I think this is a franchise that I hope this sparks more interest in people. Like I really hope like you guys like read the books. I really want you guys to read the books now. It's such a good series to talk about. There's so yeah, much it's to it. Yeah, definitely on my queue. Yeah, there's so much to it and there's so much lore and background that I feel like they just really missed the mark on this one. Like if I was to give it a star rating, this is like a 2 out of 5 for me. Oh wow. Like that's what I look at it. Which is pretty low, yeah. But I feel like this this is a series that just I don't know. With I'll go over in spoilers why I think so. But I hope that they keep rolling with it, and then you know it it it, it did come in first place with 19 million, but it's it's not exactly too much. But it's about what they thought they were gonna make. So hopefully it does well overseas too, and we get to see more. But I wouldn't mind seeing more. And then like I said, the TV series—if they do something like that—that'd be. Kind of a first-of-its-kind kind kind of thing, where they fill in gaps before the next film. Yeah. It's kind of cool. So we're going to get into some spoilers here now. So if you don't want to know any more about the Dark Tower... Just stop listening to us right now. Yeah. We're going to have, once again, we're going to have like a weird jingle coming up in about five seconds. So check back on the times for the outro, and you can hear about what we are going to go over. And going into spoilers now. Alright, so here's our spoiler section here. We kind of went over a lot of these topics already here, but did you guys think that, okay, so we went over the fact that because like, they should have probably made more connections and they should have done more with the background. Was there anything else lacking? Did you guys think even though I just Elba does really well, I even think he wasn't his character kind of just jumps into liking Jake a little too easily.
2: I think that um, the way they, they showed the Gunslinger from what I've Heard about it from people that read the book and from what the trailers are trying to show off. He, they were trying to go in the movie as a beaten down old man who's who's just given up, and they don't really tell you more. That's more exposition, if anything. That's that's yeah. all they tell you basically is that he's a big war happened. Yeah, it's over. He's not a gunslinger anymore. You just wonder the <laughs> yeah. and, Like it doesn't mean anything to us, because from what we think, that just happened like six months ago. Yeah, no, and, you're, yeah. And you're just yeah. supposed yeah. to accept it. Yeah, yeah. and then and yeah. then this boy comes up and he's reinvigorating his. He's like, "Hey, image. little white right. boy, I'll save you." There, that's what a lot of the thing is about the character development is that there was you don't know the motivation. Like it's basically all the stuff that's happened seem like there should have been an extra 10-15 minutes in between to kind of just fill us into why we care. Yeah, and that just never happened. It just went to here's how
1: it started. And now, here he is now. Figure it out, you know? <laughs> I think uh, the movie is very anticlimactic. I, there's, yeah. I mean, the, the conflict in the movie is just so weak. It, it's not as strong as it should be. I mean, this is a potentially world-ending event here. The Man in Black is going to destroy, like, all, like, the universe and shit. And you never really feel... I never felt, like, a sense of danger. I never felt, like, a sense of urgency in it. It was just sort of just flatlined the whole fucking movie. The action sequences were cool. Oh, don't get me don't get me wrong. Yeah, that 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 yeah, We'll get into that in a second. But I think. But, but I but like as far as what else is lacking, um, I agree with you guys. With the man black, just not being a right fit. Like, th- I was really. I, I felt that the guy who, because he's this is Randall Flagg also who like from this from the stand, yeah. And I felt like the the dude who portrayed Randall Flagg in like the TV series of the stand way better, right? Was way more menacing. Yeah, I'm the same thing. And I was like, I was fucking afraid of this guy. And of course, I was like a kid when I saw that that movie and when I read the book, but uh, I felt more like mm, Matthew McConaughey. Like his the acting was good, the delivery, of the lines were good, but like you guys said. I was like, I wasn't afraid
2: of this guy. He wasn't a Stephen King villain. Like, all his no. movies and his books, you know, the, the movies that are based off the books, obviously. Um, the the bad guy, the bad thing that's there, like, you're scared of that. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. else, the films could be a bit campy or whatever else it is, but that villain and every single one of those movies, you're scared of. And in this one, he he just wasn't
1: scary. No, and the Man in Black was an asshole. He did some fucked up things, yeah. but... I, I also through. think maybe because of the PG-13 rating, though. So a lot of... A lot of these things were toned down from...
0: It's a pretty violent, like, book.
2: For PG-13, it was pretty... I mean, he burned his... No, 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 <laughs> it don't is. Don't get me wrong, 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 but
0: I mean, it could have went even further with that, closer to, like, a horror movie.
2: Yeah.
0: That's kind of how, when I read the books, I envisioned a lot of the actions that uh, Walter the Man in Black kind of... that he does. He does all this stuff that's, like, over the top, and it's, like, creepy. Yep. Yeah. But I never felt once that I was like, yeah, he's, he's menacing because he's so good-looking. But like <laughs> past that, it's you know his minions are creepy looking. They're like rat yeah. people, which is sort of kind of like the books. And then there's just there's just little things. But I I still that I felt like the character development itself just was very weak in the film. Like Roland's path is just like we get a, a image of his like his father dies mm-hmm. pretty early on, and then like Nabil says, they never actually tell you that it's been like he's been wandering the desert for like. Years mm-hmm. and the guy that I sees that. him at one point. Well, you the only way you find out
1: is because the old guy says, I haven't seen a gunslinger since I was a kid, yeah. and that guy's like 80 He's years old. old. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'll, this is probably where I was kind of like zoning out in my mind. <laughs> I was just like, All right, it's so 20 just... minutes in the movie, <laughs> like, it's a lot
2: obey gunslingers. Why, why is
0: it the lot obey gunslingers? It's like, like they're, they're they're knights win. basically right. of this world, but the thing is, they yeah. never get there. The way they even look at them is like they're like Jedi knights, yeah. basically, they like they do peace and justice throughout the land and they fight evil and demons and stuff. It's crazy, like, the background. But they the don't explain any of that. But they no. never go over, by the way. So it's so crazy because it's like... That would bring in even more people if they showed how cool the Gunslingers really are. Like, the like Marco says, the rede- I saying, going into redeeming qualities of the film, like, that last 15 minutes up until the very... I'd say the fight sequence at the end... Where he goes into the pixie—that's really good, man. dude. That part is that part's dope. Yeah. Yeah. If that whole movie was that level of like, man, that that'd be, man like Roland's going through. He's blasting people. He's like
1: doing flips. He's like reloading midair. He's sliding. I was like, dude, this is super cool. And, and that's what that's what I'm saying. It's like that's that's the type of movie I was expecting with with this. But again, with a budget of what, sixty-six million? I guess yeah. We're not gonna get all that. But yeah, the action sequences were good, even at midway even, like, through the film. Yeah, That's even so midway through the film, when uh, when the kid is in the house that with the with the house demon, that whole scene was pretty freaking intense too. With the house, like, and trying I just to, feel like, you know. like
0: yeah, no, that was really cool. That that shows you the creativeness and how like how crazy this series could be. Yeah, but it's like a like a two minute sequence, and it's like oh, never mind, you got out. And yeah. the the only <laughs> well, real well, creepy
1: well, yeah. part of uh, Matthew McConaughey the the man in black is when the kid gets to his house and he sees that, like, his mom is in ashes. Like, that was pretty freaking intense. That's what I meant more, like, like, the horrificness yeah. of, like, what it should be. Yep. That's, yeah. the, that's the only time where I really got an oh, shit moment.
0: Yeah, and I thought maybe it was a little silly with the chase sequences going through New York where the people were like, hey, we gotta get this guy. <laughs> they did a lot yeah. of that. Naturally. I was like, man, yeah. maybe tone that down yeah, a little like, more. we get don't... it, okay, yeah
2: don't and and you know it actually you could tell very early on how that this film was going to go too because just the scene where Roland goes uh, is with his dad and they're trying to fight the uh, man in black by the way that's the uh, car entrance guy yes it is I kept he thinking he was going to be like
0: by the way Roland All-state. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. He was President Palmer in 24. He was. First black president on TV, guys. I was like, Ah. I actually like the fact that they chose him. Yeah. No, he was good. But you felt bad, like, you felt for Idris Elba, his character, where his, his dad is dying and all this is happening. But then they show the man in black and it's like, Oh, am I supposed to be scared of him? I mean, that's pretty terrible what he just did, and I don't know See, why me. Like con- you know, the
0: thing is, they never touch like the connection. That's what I'm saying. The like, connection feel- is that Walter Flag is he was like a uh, advisor to Roland's father in the books, and like he betrays them like that's the whole and see if they had wow, that that would have that no, would have blown your mind Way right cuz yeah. all you're seeing is some guy roll up on two dudes and right. like is he about to kill these guys exactly. you know see, you see all these dead gunslingers but you don't understand that Roland has like a quartet, which is like a, a group like he's connected to them like they have a special bond which is what he's recreating with Jake that's why he has Jake go Gotham so there's like so much more like but that none of they that they don't even talk much. about Ka at all they don't even talk about they somebody says like thank you sai at one point and that's like used everywhere and it only happens once in the camp, and I was like, "They're really aren't going to say it once? Like that's said everywhere? Are they thanky side. like yeah, this they is have shit different... they totally could have. Like, yeah, like, in these it. little things like the man in black is supposed to betray them. The man in black sleeps with uh, Roland's mom and then uh, makes her go mad and crap like that. That's why he Jesus brings. That's why he brings up his mom at one point. He's like, "Your mom is soft skin or something," and he he brings it up. It's so like little. And then I was like, "Dude, if if you're not me right now in this theater, you don't know what the fuck's going on." It's these little things that I actually appreciated. I was like, that's kind of cool they brought that up. But if you've never seen the thing, or read the books, you're not going to understand that. And I, I feel like they should have taken 25 more goddamn minutes to do a little more mm. background. That's what I'm getting at there. They should have leaned
2: harder on the PG-13. They shouldn't have. Because to me, it felt yeah. like they were leaning more towards PG. But there was just just a few too many dark elements that they couldn't you know, get there. Um, but he they should have just he gone stabbed. all the way and leaned to PG-13. Yeah, he They should have gotten really far into
0: that. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Is, I don't know. I guess as I'm talking about, it, I'm just hating it more. It was and that's why I <laughs> say I
2: like the film. Like it was an adequate film. It wasn't a good film. It wasn't a bad film. It was just adequate. But um like for the average movie if they have no investment in this character, it's like they'll watch it, it's like, I saw this film, they're gonna forget about it in a few weeks. Yeah. Move on from it's it. Very and that's of the road. problem. Cause this film doesn't feel like you should have to forget about that, especially the characters and there, the gunslinger, Man in Black, they still Seem like, as a whole, is a very interesting character. That's why it's great that they're doing a mini-TV series.
1: Last little part of this review I want to go over. Who would you recommend this to, then? I, I'd say fans of the series. I, I think, like you were saying, James, if you've read the books, you'll appreciate it more. Because you obviously caught more things in the film that went right over my head and a Bill's head. So I, okay. I'd say, um, if you've read the series, or if, if you... Man, I guess... For younger audiences too, it's very appropriate. So, I mean, if you want to see a good action adventure film and uh, you have uh, young kids with you, you could probably show them this movie. It's it's not too violent and, like I said, it's very middle of the road.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I, that, that's what I was saying earlier. Um, I think tweens, if you have, you know, 12, 10, 11, 12, 13 year old kids, this would be a perfect film for them to see. It's not too much too comic booky, but it's also not too kiddish. It's just kind of right in right the I don't even think them. they curse. Yeah, I don't even think I don't think so. Yeah. No. I think that's a good unless age it, group. If you got yeah, things. unless
0: it happened when I fell asleep. <laughs> I, I don't even know. Um, I don't know if I can even recommend this to people that are fans of the books because they might just get pissed off because there's all these purists like they just hate that it's not the book. You know?
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: I'd say... oh I... Stephen King fans, maybe I'd say something where if if you're into looking into Easter eggs, especially afterwards, it's kind of fun. Yeah, because there's a lot, especially if you've seen any movies like we have talked about, uh, Carrie, uh, yeah, Carrie, Shining. Shawshank, Cujo, Hearts in Atlantis, all of them. Oh, there's another one, we should have gotten that. Um, it's, it's well done, even the Green Mile, technically,
1: that guy has a shine too, but no one knows. Yeah, um, that's one of the things I did like, them talking about The Shining.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. There's little things, but I I guess if, if you're not a fan, if you've never read the books, I'd say somebody that likes light sci-fi, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But this is definitely, just, just to let you know, for a majority of people, a movie that I'd probably recommend you just wait to rent. Don't waste your money on it in the theaters. <laughs> as agree. much as I want to see a sequel, and this is how we're, only we're going to see a sequel is if people pay money. But man, this is this is going to leave, I don't want to recommend a film, and then people go out and they're like, that was garbage, what do you mean? <laughs> just because I'm kind of a fanboy of the series itself. So I'd say this is probably worth a decent rent if you're at all interested in the kind of source material. But uh,
1: I don't know if I would recommend it to younger audiences, Like I guess. There's just some pretty dark shit in this thing, man. Or I I say what the du- age range said tweens around there like teenagers yeah, yeah like teenagers yeah I wouldn't bring like my niece to this my six year old niece she'd be scared
0: of this movie yeah that'd be there's demons young. at yeah. one point in the Bill that's a little yeah do you forget about the demon tweens tweens yeah that's although what I, I'm at. just saying the if 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 anything the last 10, 15 minutes he reloads two six shooters in midair yeah that's and pretty it's dumb fucking amazing if you want yeah. to watch
2: it just for the last fifteen minutes
0: I mean that's that's a pretty good scene overall. You know, that's where all the money went. Dude, that's or, all, tell me yeah. why that's the only scene I remember vividly. Yeah. Like when he jumps, I was like, God damn, he looks
2: good. That's, that's where all that money went. That's exactly. $66 million right into
0: there.
1: Seriously. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, that is the end of our podcast. Once again, we want to thank everybody for listening. And we do want to give everybody else another shout out. Thank you so much for the feedback we received for our last two as i've gotten some feedback about the audio not sounding good on this just to let you know we are working on that uh we will soon have a two mic setup so that should sound a lot better going forward um as well if you guys ever have any feedback on top of that please leave us uh any kind of a review on any of the podcast services we have we have itunes google play
1: music we're on stitcher we're on pretty much everything except spotify You can also catch us on our social medias as well, too. We're on Twitter, at MoviePalsPod. You can also find us on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, That's Facebook.com slash MoviePalsPod. Leave us a review there if you want. Any... Questions that you have for us, uh, follow us, share us, subscribe to us. Yeah, we would
0: love for any of you guys to send one fucking reply to us and just give (laughs) us a topic one day. I would love to be like, hey, viewer blah, 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 did this. But, you know, we're only two and a half pods really in right now, so I understand. Uh, You can also reach us out at our personal uh, Twitter handles. Mine is
1: at Rufio1617. And uh, Marco's is at Mark
2: and uh, you can also reach me at N-lothé, Um and just send us, uh, tag us, and ask us for a topic or something more you want us to elaborate on.
0: Yep, or even a movie that you guys want us to yeah, maybe we'll watch, watch something. Because uh, this next one here, a little bit different. Uh, we are still doing our little Studio Ghibli thing, but it's not going to be a main focus for this next one. We're going to be looking at two completely different films here coming up. Uh, we are looking at The Hitman's Party Card and Annabelle Creation for our next review. So until then, we will see you. This is James, Marco, and Annabelle. Signing off. Have a
1: good one.